0: so uh my name is Brendan Brendan Hollingsworth I'm an associate pastor here at the river and this morning uh, Sean Richmond our lead pastor was slated to, to bring the word and uh, Sean got attacked by uh, a flu bug was it was it more than, more than one member of the family right uh, yeah. Isaac's doing better good so uh, so he and I made the decision this morning at 8.30 that I would I would teach and it's it's interesting because this reminded me of Two years ago, the exact same weekend, we were, we were in living in Uganda, and uh, I got tapped this time the, 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 the evening before the sermon, to, to give the sermon the next day. And as I was teaching, uh, Sarah went into labor <laughs> with, with Hosanna, <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so it brought back really special memories, um, and and I just want to say the Lord the Lord is good, we, and my wife is brave, because she gave birth to, to Hosanna, our second born, at a bush hospital in in Uganda, uh, which was an amazing 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 experience. And it was actually an amazing bush hospital, and uh, the 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 birthing theater it was an open room with multiple partitions, and during the time that Sarah was laboring. Uh, there's probably seven or eight babies that were born and uh, and and one one option that wasn't on the table was an epidural that was not that was not just just what what was what was available there so all the births that happened were natural <laughs> in that in that in that particular ward they didn't do C sections and and I and I kept hearing the uh one the, the ladies that were in labor saying a word they would say musao Musao, and I and I and I didn't know enough Luganda at the time to know what that meant. And I leaned over to our Ugandan friend. And I said, "What are they saying?" And uh, she said, "They're crying out for the nurse." And I thought, <laughs> "Why isn't the nurse coming?" <laughs> and and, and it must, I think it was the nurses knew what, what pitch they were, they should come for the baby. Uh, but but it was it was it was a it was a wonderful experience. Oh yeah, there's a midwife and a nurse. So so yeah, yeah there's well at different points we were there through the middle of the night. That was that was that was part of it. Uh, but but our, our daughter came at eight fifteen. And and one just a testimony. I wouldn't even plan on sharing this part. Just a testimony to the Lord's goodness. Uh, Hosanna! As 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 labor was was going on, she, Sarah got to the point where she was should have been in transition and Hosanna should have been coming, and all of a sudden the labor stopped. And, uh, and, and the doctor came in early that morning and said, you know, we're, we're going to. We're, I'm trying to remember the, the, the progression of events. Um, let me go back. Before, leading up into that time, the, the, uh, the Ministry of Health in Uganda had pulled a certain kind of, of medicine called Pitocin from Bush hospitals because they weren't confident that hospitals were keeping it refrigerated. Something about the cold chain, and so they had pulled from Albish Hospital. So, so Sarah needed pitocin, and she there it, it, there shouldn't have been any on hand, but in uh, a few days prior, because a doctor had favor with uh, someone in Kampala, someone had given him some under the table, and 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 they had just what they needed on hand to give Sarah the pitocin, and then and, and Hosanna was born, 45 minutes later healthy as can be and so even those little details the lord take the lord is in all those little needs that we have that, that and at this point doesn't seem so little at that time seem very very significant in our lives lord's good so i want to i want to talk to you about our shepherd this morning and, and and actually let's stop let's stop and pray for sean Uh, as he is resting and recuperating at home. Father, I thank you uh, that uh, Sean is a man who loves you, and and Sean is uh, a man who you have called uh, to be a shepherd. And and we see and experiencing his shepherding in so many ways, uh, and we are thankful for this godly man who who is a leader, not just in this place, but in our community. And we ask that you would heal his body, would refresh his heart, I uh, pray your, your blessing of, of, uh, of refreshment on the whole Richmond family this morning. Uh, and, and also we pray for, for John uh, and Jesse Prickett as they travel in Sri Lanka. Uh, bless them, keep them safe. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I forgot to mention also that John uh, Prickett, our, our, uh, the other associate pastor, is uh, attending a wedding of a close friend in Sri Lanka with his wife. So he's out of pocket this morning too. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, jump into the word. We're going to be talking about our Shepherd, and I'm going to read uh, this passage. I'm going to read our text. I'm just read it straight through out of John chapter 10, and then we're going to uh, we're going to dive into the text. Truly, truly, this is Jesus speaking. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another man by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. So I have I have a series of invitations that I want to offer you, and the the kind of the broad overarching invitation that I want to throw out to you today is this: Will you let the sovereign Shepherd Jesus Christ lead you through this coming year? And as we as as, as we've read in our homes and as we've looked at uh, on Sunday mornings about the the birth of Christ, the advent of Christ, you see just an incredible, picture of God and His sovereignty bringing to pass you know what Hebrews in Hebrews 9 it says Jesus is the consummation of the ages the culmination of the ages the focal point of all existence and you see the Lord's incredible sovereignty His power in bringing Christ into the world and what's amazing is that same powerful sovereign God who, who accomplished His plan through his son to redeem us, he is involved in our lives, intimately involved in our lives, and in his sovereignty, he wants to lead you through this coming year. Will you let him lead you? Jesus says that he is the door. He says it. He says it several times, but but it's 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 a very very clear clear picture that he is the way. Uh, a few, a few uh, verses later in the next chapter, Jesus is talking to Martha after Lazarus has died. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus is the way, he's the door. A few chapters later, as Jesus is explaining that he's going to the Father, Thomas one of the one of the apostles gets real nervous and he's like, "Ah, you're going, but you, we don't know the way. Tell us the way." And Jesus says, "I'm the way. I'm the truth and I am the life. Jesus is the way." I mentioned us living in Uganda. Uh, there's and I grew up in Oklahoma. So there's a lot more open area. There's a lot of we lived in the bush. So there's a lot of open area. And the easiest way to enclose an open area, whether you live in, 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 out, out in the country in Oklahoma, uh, I grew up in Oklahoma City, but if, out in the country in o- Oklahoma or out in the bush in Uganda, the easiest way to, to, to isolate an area is with a fence, uh, a barbed wire fence. And I don't know how many of you all have done this, but what, have you ever, you know, pushed open the barbed wire and climbed through and you tear your clothes as you go through it? it and where, where, where we lived in Uganda, uh, in, the, in the particular community, all the fences were bent up because, because, because the kids, they didn't want to go through the gate. I don't know if they were sneaking or, or just wanted to get where they were going fast. But all the fences were kind of, and even they would take another piece of wire and wire the top together and wire the bottom together, and, and the fences would get broken and bent up. And... Uh, I'm a little concerned about broken and bent fences in our lives. Jesus says He's the way. He is the way, uh, and he, he wants our comings and our goings to be through Him and in Him. And and there is a, there's there's this there and this is this is this is our this is our flesh right uh, that that the Lord is sanctifying us in, but there there's there can be this temptation and this this drive to do things our way. And and to try to sneak through that those those or climb over, uh, the, the the fence. You know, back here we uh, built an office area and we didn't build it all the way to the top. And and I, I haven't seen anybody do it yet, but I, I'm looking forward to the time when we can't find a key and someone has to climb over the top of the of the wall. Uh, inevitably, we try to do that, and it, and, it, and it doesn't go well for us. Uh, and it's the this is something that I wrestled with, and, and still wrestle with, but wrestled with tremendously as a young adult, uh, and it, it, was, it was really interesting. It was, it was at a, a ministry training school in Uganda uh, as a single, uh, there's some teaching brought about parenting, and it was in the context of this parenting teaching that the Lord did this a tremendous work in my heart about submission you know uh, uh, the goal of of parents isn't just to get a, a child to obey but it's it's to lead him to a place or to him or her to a place of submitting their hearts and that's what the lord wants in in me and 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 the in in my brokenness i wrestled with got you know submission being something where i'm being held back from something i want when in reality submission is something that, that brings protection it's something that brings life and and, and l- look at this what, what what is the result what Jesus is saying here what is the result of using the door is it is it is it is it death is it being kept from something good no not at all look what what is it what does it say it says he'll go in and out and find pasture that he may have life and have it abundantly. There's protection there. There's life there. And, and, and so in, in your heart and your mind, when you, when you think about submitting your comings and your goings, the decisions that you're making in your life, what you say, what you make priorities in your life, if there's a wrestling to submit that to the Lord a natural thing that's a but that's a battle that the lord i say natural i mean i mean our broken sinful nature but that is a battle that the lord is is calling you to fight uh to to, and and he wants to enter into that place but he's inviting you and so this year i want to i want to i want to ask you will you submit your comings and your goings to the one who is the way the door and and I don't. I'm not asking you to answer now, but I'm also not asking a rhetorical question. I'm, I'm asking you, will you will you will you really consider what it would look like to submit your life, your decision-making processes, your motivation, uh, the way you're spending your time? Would you submit that to the Lord? And uh, Sean uh, mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and it was included in uh, the um, the river. MailChimp that's sent out, the river uh, email update every uh, sent out every week. This was included as a, as a link. Uh, it's just a simple guide to going through and saying, God, what are you saying to me for this year? Uh, at the beginning of the year, as we, as we look at, at 2016, what's ahead of us, and it breaks it down into various categories, spiritual, mental, family, finances, relationships, uh, physical health, and then daily schedule. And so I, I just want to inv- invite you to, to use this as a tool uh, to get some set some t- time aside in the next uh, week or two. If you can do it if you're married and, and you are able to get some time even with your spouse, whether it's to do it together or talk through uh, what you've done uh, individually. Uh, Sarah and I, uh, my parents were here this past week or a couple weeks ago uh, leading up to Christmas, and so we had... A few, uh, a few extra dates that we don't normally get while my parents are here watching the kids. But we spend a day uh, at Panera. And uh, this is a book that we, that we use for our, any kind of uh, planning sessions where we're asking the Lord to, to speak to us. And we're just evaluating how things are going with our family. We try to do it at the beginning of the year at, uh, and should do it probably every, every six months or so. But at least at the beginning of the year. And uh, we keep a little journal. Uh, of what the Lord is speaking to us. So we actually started our time by just looking at the last few years uh, of what the Lord has spoken and how he had led us. And it's really special to, to look at, at how the Lord has been faithful uh, in, in the past as you're looking towards the future. So I want to encourage you to, to build that discipline into your life, just to spend time listening to the Lord and letting him guide and lead you. So Jesus also talks about the sheep and the fact that they hear his voice. And I want to talk a little bit about hearing, hearing the Lord's voice. In verse 3, it says, To him the, the, gatekeepers, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. This is talking about the shepherd. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought the, out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Then in verse 14, he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus is giving us a little picture here of relationship. uh, A relationship that he is inviting us into. uh, A relationship where where we recognize his voice. We hear his voice. We recognize his voice. And then Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So there's a call to follow him as we recognize uh, his voice. But there's also, as he, as he says in verse 14, he says, I know my own and they know me. So it's not just, not just to hear his voice, but, it, but it's actually to grow in knowing him. And, and, and intimacy is a two-way street, right? It's him knowing. It's actually taking joy in knowing him, but then him also taking joy in the fact that he knows me. That he knows me. And, and, and not being afraid to open up our hearts and our lives to the Lord. Last week, we uh, talked a little bit about obedience. Uh, and, and, and how the Lord, as he gives us commands, as he, as he teaches in his word, does he expect us to obey him? Yeah, he, he expects us to obey him. And I, I was meditating on obedience uh, a, a few weeks ago, and it hit me in my own life that in in my in my uh, maybe it's modern, maybe it's an American way of thinking. I evaluate the success of my obedience on the outcome, and I don't think the Lord necessarily evaluates our obedience on. The success of an outcome. Does he? I don't think he does. I think he he evaluates our obedience based upon our heart. Based upon the submission of our heart and and our faith and saying, God, you're calling me to do this. And so regardless of whether it's easy or whether it's hard, whether it appears successful to me or not, I'm going to obey you. And, and, and I believe that it's the, in that journey of obedience that the Lord, his kingdom is advanced, and we see his faithfulness. And, 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 and yes, there, I believe there is an outcome to our obedience, and many times we see that, but many times we don't. So, so I just want to encourage you, how, how, when you, when you do step out in faith, and you say, okay, I want, to see, I want to see results, right? I want to see something really specific happen, and it doesn't happen, the way you hope it happens, I can become really discouraged and think, "Oh, my obedience was a failure," and and I can even be be just stop that stop in that journey, and and I think the Lord is saying, "Look at my face, just just walk with me, follow me, uh, and, and let me be the evaluator of what's successful and what's not successful. Fix your eyes on me, and obey, follow me." So this year, will you delight in listening to the voice of your shepherd? Will you delight in knowing your shepherd? Will you listen to his voice? Will you follow him? And will you take delight in knowing him? In this passage, Jesus uh, uses the phrase, laying down my life, or the shepherd lays down his life four different times. Uh, let's see if I can, I can hit, him, hit him quickly. Uh, in verse 11, he says, I'm the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says, I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. He says, for this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down Lay it down of my own accord. We have a shepherd who has laid down his life. Uh, he talks about the hired hand running away, the one who doesn't have he d- doesn't have any stock in, in, in the outcome, doesn't have any heart vested in the sheep. He runs away. But Jesus has so much vested in us that he li- lays down his life for us. That's the, she- that's the shepherd that we serve. But it doesn't stop there. He calls us to follow Him in a lifestyle lifestyle of laying down our own lives. Uh, listen to this teaching uh, that He gives in Mark. And calling the crowd to Him with His disciples, He said to them, If anyone would come after Me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow Me. For whosoever would save his life will lose it. But uh, whoever loses his life for My sake and the gospel will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whosoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Coming after him and denying ourselves and taking up our cross. There's, there, this the, in, in the Romans 6, 7, and 8 is an incredible passage to look at when we look at, at Christ laying down his life and, and us being buried with him and raised to walk in newness of life. So there is death. I keep tripping on this. I'm going to move it. There is death in following Christ. There's a laying down of our lives in following him. Uh, there's a, there's a, a joining him and being crucified to sin, and being raised to walk in newness of life. And and this is a journey that the Lord is asking us to follow him into, laying down our lives. Uh, for those of you who are married, marriage is an incredible, incredible learning, uh, 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 classroom <laughs> for, for learning to lay down our lives. For those of you who are parents, parenting, is an incredible classroom for learning to lay down our lives. Those of you who have roommates, relationships with roommates are a a, a wonderful classroom for learning to lay down our lives. For those of you who have colleagues who annoy the the heck out of you, work is an incredible classroom for learning to lay down our lives and love our colleagues, our bosses. Even for someone you love, it's tough, right? Not to mention our enemies. And Jesus said, love your enemies. Our entire life is a classroom for learning to lay down our lives. And praise God that there is so much grace for us as, as, we, as, we, as we fail, as we repent. You know that repentance is a part of laying down our lives. Repenting to those, when we, to those around us when we fail. You know, another amazing thing about being called to walk into this place of laying down our lives is, and, and Jesus said it multiple times, is he, the shepherd goes before us. He doesn't. He, it's not just that he's sending us out, and he says uh, it, it, he, at one point he is literally sending his, his disciples out, and he's saying, "I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves." That's intense. But but th- this picture here is that he's not he's not just sending us out and leaving us on our own. But he's leading us. He's even going before us. So regardless of where the Lord is leading you, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know where he is leading you uh, in, in this coming year. Uh, but he's He's going before you. He's going before me. And I, and I, I think about, uh, uh, you know, Sarah and I, we, we had no idea when he, where he was leading us a few years ago when she was walking through cancer, uh, uh, th- that, that same period of time when Hosanna was born a couple years ago we had precious friends who lost their eight mal- month old to cerebral ma- malaria. Uh, precious friends of ours. Uh, we don't know where the Lord is leading us but we do know that he is going with us and he's going before us. Uh, and, and, and ultimately talk, I, I mentioned his sovereignty at the beginning of the message. ultimately in his sovereignty, he is bringing life. He is bringing life, even amidst death. And uh, that, 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 that picture last week of, of Jesus uh, saying, I'm coming, and behold, I'm making all things new. We have a shepherd. We have a shepherd who, as because he laid down his life, we can lay down our lives without fear because he has defeated death. He's defeated sin and he's defeated Satan. When I, when I uh, graduated uh, from college, I, I went to school in Oklahoma and, and uh, moved overseas and lived in China for a year. And uh, one, of the, one of the things I spent my time doing, uh, once a week I would go to a government orphanage uh, in the city I lived in and just do volunteer work at this orphanage that was this particular part of the orphanage was focused on children with disabilities. And uh, I think I've mentioned this a, a, a couple years ago in a sermon, so some of you have heard me talk about this. But uh, I was assigned to two different children uh, by a, a physical therapist who, who showed me how to do some exercises, and so I would, I would go and see these two particular little boys. And it was a, it was a really tough place. It was everything that you could imagine, a, a government orphanage, uh, being, so it was, it was really a hard place, and the children were, 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 some of them were in pretty rough rough condition, but uh, this particular boy, Wang Zhang, was, was his name, and uh, I'm not sure all, what his you know official diagnosis were, but he had severe mental disability, he, couldn't, he had no way of speaking, he had pretty good motor, motor skills, uh, but he was blind, and so he couldn't communicate, and he was blind, he was probably three and a half, four years old and uh he couldn't walk and and i could tell by the way he he would kind of balance a, a, for a second or two that he had the ability to stand up and walk and so i thought one of the things i want to see happen is i want to see Wang Jun walk while while i was there and uh and so i, I you know his favorite thing to do was just to, to sit there with his arms around me and play with my hair that, that was that i mean it's precious 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 but uh because I mean, because they, they they don't have physical contact with anybody. It is, it's it is really and, and his his way of of receiving physical contact was banging his head against the wall. Uh, he would sit in the corner and bump his head against the wall. That was that was that was his form of physical contact. But uh, so so as I got to know Wang Jung, uh, we, we, we I got to the point where I would lead him around the room with his hands. He would hold on to my fingers and we would walk around the room. And whenever I would let go, he would just plop to the floor. <laughs> oh, you stinker! So, so, so we. I, I, I tr- so I tried to get him more comfortable with walking, uh, with me. And I thought, well, maybe if I get him out on the grass, where you know his feet feel the grass. No, that was too weird. He wasn't. He wasn't used to that at all. And uh, and so, so what I would do is I would I would I would I would get I would get down in his level. I'd be holding his hands, and I would talk to him, and I, and I would let go of his hands, and I'd be telling. him, I don't know that he's. Uh, understanding me, because if if he was able to understand, it would be Chinese that he would understand. But I would I would talk to him, and I would try to try to get him to follow me as he heard my voice. And I never he would take a step or two. So I guess in theory you could say he walked, but but he never would. He never got to the point where he would he would walk and, and follow me. And, and and in the midst of that happening, uh, it was it was a very teachable moment with the Lord. And 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 he said, Brendan, you're the same way. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm asking you to follow me. I'm right here. I, I speak to you. You know my voice. I'm I, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave you. Uh, would you Would you follow me? And uh, and I believe that the Lord the Lord is is calling us, and and that there's specific ones of you that the Lord's doing something in your heart right now. Of. I can hear his voice. I can hear his voice uh, because I'm his. And 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 then the, and there's some of you who maybe there's condemnation there that that the Lord has spoken to you and you and you haven't followed him in different places. And you know what? The Lord wants to just wipe that condemnation away because there's no condemnation in Him if you belong to Him if you if you're following Him. And in its place. Just wants to, to wants there to be relationship for 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 you to get to know His heart, and and I believe that that the Lord is going to speak in some very specific ways, and there's going to be some very simple ways that the Lord is calling you to walk out in obedience, and that there's going to be a tremendous amount of joy as you take these steps if you if you're will if you're willing to, because there's a choice there, right? There's a choice in whether you're going to follow Him. So so. The last, the last invitation and I kind of skipped over it, before before we end here, was, will you follow him in laying down your life? That's a, that's a big deal, but that's walked out in one simple step of obedience at a time, and that's where I want to where I want to want to end here. So, you if you want to feel, come uh, and lead us in one more song. And I want, I just want to say, will you follow your shepherd? And, and will you even ask him lord what are what are areas in my life right now that you want me to follow you in and, and maybe even narrow it down to one lord is there one area of my life right now that that you want to do something beautiful in and what is the, the the one step of obedience that you want me to take even today and and as he's as he speaks that to you i would encourage you to, to write it down and even share it with somebody because uh, there's going to be encouragement there, but there's also going to be accountability uh, in, in that place. So will you, will you receive the invitation for, the, for Jesus to be your door, for your comings and goings this year to be in him? Will you receive the invitation to listen to the voice of your shepherd, to follow him and take joy in knowing him? And will you receive the invitation today? To lay down your life, and 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 this this is this isn't just if you don't know Jesus. This is this is the call to believers, and if you aren't following Him, the call is the same. Follow Him. Listen to His voice. Lay down your life. Submit to Him, and you'll and you'll find abundant life in Him. You'll find safe pasture in Him. All right. So Lord, would you stand, would you stand up as we respond to the Lord? Lord, thank You that You have created us to hear Your voice. Uh, and thank You that, that You know each of us as Your sheep and You know how to speak in ways that we can hear and understand. And Lord, I pray that, that in this safe place this morning, that, that faith and hope would rise up. That not only, not only are You speaking to us, But the power of Your Spirit in us is there to walk this life out of following You. Lord, would You speak? How do You want us to follow You right now?